the Askell Primary Leaders Podcast with Tiff Harris. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another primary podcast. And today I'm joined by Martin Blaine, school leader and Askell member. Hello, Martin. Hello, Tiff. Um, good to be here again. It's great to have you here again. And some of our listeners may recall you did a podcast for us. It, it seems like yesterday. It was probably months ago now. It may even have been years ago. But I know you did a fantastic podcast for us on um, climate change and what schools could do and what you're doing. And since then, I know you've done a little bit more work alongside us, for us at Askell on that. I know we've contacted you to find out what you're doing and what you've done. And I've seen some wonderful photographs of your school outside the doors of number 10. So you're not just talking the talk, you are definitely walking that walk, aren't you? So um, if you haven't heard that podcast, listeners then go back and, and have a listen. Today Martin what are you going to be talking to us about? Um, well just first of all um, where I am I'm at um, Canary Wharf College mm. Glenworth which is a it's a primary school as part of a multi-academy trust in the Isle of Dogs in London in Tower Hamlets. Um, it's, a, it's a highly successful trust um, where we're passionate about education and particularly mm. about uh, having a broad and holistic um, education and we aspire to and generally achieve good academic results in our core subjects as well as the um, the broader aspects of it. Um, I'm going to be talking to you about um, our intervention strategies. That's great thanks Marty so intervention strategies that's a mouthful for me to say at this time in the morning and um, I'm hoping that there's going to be a follow-up blog for this you've spoken to us about a blog some of our listeners could look out for that in the next um, couple of days or weeks is that correct? Yes, that's fine. That's ready to go. And um, yes, once we finish this, then I will um, put that. I'll send that across. Great. That's brilliant. So um, I'm now going to mute myself for a little while, and I'm going to hand over to Martin, and he's going to um, to talk. So just relax and listen to Martin, and I will um, come in at the end. Thank you. Um, so I guess the introduction to this is during the lockdown, um, where we created what I felt was a very effective system of remote learning. In the morning, we had live lessons where teachers would um, would give an introduction to their pupils in class groups, and that would last anything from 15 minutes up to an hour, depending on the subject matter. Um, these were then followed up by an exchange of work using our uh, VLE, our virtual learning environment. Um, teachers uploaded the work, children completed it, and then teachers and teaching assistants took it back down for marking. And then depending on what they'd managed to do, the children were then guided on their next steps. And to do this, they were often directed to an online tutorial. So at the appointed time, all those with a particular need who'd experienced a particular difficulty or who needed an extra challenge were directed to this sort of online um, help desk and in this virtual room they they met the rest of their group along with a staff member who um, who had um, seen their work and had their work in front of them and that staff member could then direct this small group very precisely into what they needed to do um, to move their work on so um, it was like a like a little university tutorial um, we also had some help desks where pupils might be working on something like maths and they could just click on the button and go in there and get very specific help one on one with the uh, similar uh, range of staff. So a bit like an online university and it was very well received by pupils and by their parents and the engagement was very high. People didn't miss these tutorials. And but 
what, what we've learned from this is the idea of these bespoke groups, little groups that meet very specific needs of particular groups of pupils, which don't all have to be in the same class. That really appealed to me. And I wondered if we could actually recreate that in the world of live schools where everybody is actually in school. So fast forward to the end of the lockdown and pupils returned with the much discussed quite wide attainment gaps and some had just fared much better than others in the lockdown. Now we as a school had always run interventions but we struggled to know where to put them. If we put them maybe in an assembly then it meant that those children always missed assembly. Maybe a teaching assistant would take the children out of a class but then they're going to be missing that class and then there was always this kind of perceived stigma of being removed because you weren't that good at something. So none of it was particularly successful and as a leadership team we needed to devise something different so that we could still do the interventions um, but in a way that was more inclusive. So what we did is we created two blocks of time in the week where the entire key stage just stopped its regular timetable and went into the intervention mode and we we called this their learning journey that was a, a sort of a working title and we've never never quite refined that and everybody was involved at this block of time, all the pupils in the key stage, all the teachers, all the teaching assistants and all the leadership team. So the groups of pupils, they were mixed age within the key stage and therefore the groups were based on stage, not age, which is this kind of, it, it's something that schools aspire to and very rarely are able to achieve. And we then looked at the needs of the individual pupils within each of those groups and we defined what the groups were going to be doing. So some of them might have been doing times tables. They might have done also in math, multi-step reasoning and problem solving. They might have worked on something basic like handwriting, basic grammar rules, uh, comprehension, um, writing and editing, fractions, decimals, percentages, and some of the, the sort of the, the challenge groups, we call them challenge groups, where we were trying to challenge them to achieve more. They might have looked at fluency in their literacy or practical science. So a, a wide range of things that these pupils were allocated to do in their groups. And it depended on what their most pressing need was. So their teachers would say, well, this is the need, this would be the most pressing one. And we put all that together and created the groups. Um, because we had so many staff involved, we could keep the groups very small and they had very tight objectives and assessment was carried out regularly, not in a, a very bureaucratic way, but we kept a, a, a very careful check on how each child was performing against these objectives, the objectives for the group. And if we got a pupil in the wrong group, then we could easily we could easily move them. So this was a pilot and we've just come to the end of the pilot. The first block of time should have been about half a term, but we had a big attack of COVID at the end of January and it seemed that mixing the year groups at that time was a bad idea. So we paused it and then continued for the rest of the term and we've just come to the end. So having done that, the initial results are looking good. Within each of the groups, you can see definite progress against those very specific objectives. The children who'd struggled to write properly or who had forgotten some of their reading skills have been put back on track. And the advanced groups have done some very interesting extension work. And this week we are reviewing it formally and we're going to put the children into next terms groups. So it's been successful enough to want to do a phase two 
of this project, and we'll start that in the summer term. They're very unlikely that any of the children will do exactly the same thing a second time, although if that's what's most needed, then we would obviously have to do that. Um, but the idea is that we would then look at the next need that seems to have risen to the top um, of what they want. Um, we've also put next term, we've integrated a gifted and talented strand into that. So those identified with a particular strength or who their teachers feel need to be challenged will be gathered into groups for that kind of activity. Now, of course, some children have multiple needs or multiple strengths or a combination of both, some very great needs and great strengths. And this is where the teachers who are coordinated by their key stage managers have to make a judgment on what would be most useful at a particular time. So what we'll do is we'll run it for another six weeks and then we will go through this process again, this evaluation and reorganization, and then they will be in new groups. And I would hope that the children will see that they're not stuck in a rut, that this has a very specific task and it's going to get them on their way with their learning journey. We haven't yet decided what the optimum time is. As I said, I, I think about half a term is probably right. Maybe we need a bit longer. Maybe we need eight weeks, maybe four weeks. But this is a trial. This is this will now be the second time we've done this. And I hope that by the end of the summer term, we will have gone through the cycle three times and then we'll be able to say which of the which of the blocks work best. So as well as meeting the um, meeting the learning needs of these children, um, it's um, it's taken the stigma out of interventions. Everybody knows that everybody goes into one of these groups. Everybody is with a particular teacher or a teaching assistant, and we've completely varied it. So you walk into a group, nobody's going to say, oh, this is the dumb group, or this is the, it isn't like that. It's a very specific objective with a particular staff member who has been allocated to deliver that objective. So it, it's taken the stigma out of it. It has been planned in the timetable so that they're not missing anything else. There's not something else going on which they're not part of. Everybody is doing the same thing or doing different things at the same time. And I think the final thing we need to do is change the title so that it has a, um, a slightly more snappy, um, snappy label um, for that time of the week. But um, I think the most important thing that's come out of this is that we have created a real positive which has emerged from a negative problem, something that was in the pandemic, something that um, was was causing us some difficulty, um, and that is the this wide gap. And what we've done is we've created a, a solution, a creative solution to um, to meet that particular need. Um, I'm very lucky. We have a very resilient and flexible staff. I'm incredibly grateful for that, uh, with a great willingness to try new ideas. So. An example of an excellent new idea which so far has really started to improve pupil outcomes um, and as we said earlier um, there is a blog um, which describes this in slightly more detail on the ASCAL website. Great that's that's excellent thanks very much for that Martin. It's really nice to hear that there's some positives coming out of lockdown because we do hear a lot of negatives but there are also opportunities emerging now that we're not always there before it's given us time to sit down reflect think you know of, of something that could be improved long term you've said this is possibly not a long-term thing but i've just had a couple of questions for you number one is how have the children responded are they a little bit more positive about it all the i have to say the children 
before we did that, nobody particularly looked forward to intervention. Okay. They were taken out of their class. They'd be missing something that somebody else, the rest of the class were doing, and it was seen as a, a problem. They, we were solving a problem for them. Whereas this, because it's for everybody, they were very happy to do that. They have really enjoyed being taught by a different person. So they're not mm. they're, they're not being taught by their class teacher necessarily, but it's it's somebody else. It might be me, it might be somebody that they've never properly met before, and they've enjoyed that. And they've really enjoyed being in these mixed age groups, and they've enjoyed being in the little groups where if you have something that you really mm. need to know, it's a it's a few, there are few enough people in there that you can really engage and you can really to solve the problem that you want to solve. So they have really engaged with it very nicely. And I've had several meetings with parents and there's not been a single one that has said anything other than very positive feedback mm. on what we've done. That's, that's really lovely to hear, Martin. Um, so we've got listeners listening now. They're thinking, that sounds great. I've no idea how to get started on this. So the first thing that you have done is you've told our listeners that, that, that you've written a blog. I know about your blog and we'll get that on our website um, as soon as we get this podcast out. So any listeners thinking, you know, just want to see this in writing, they can look at the blog. The next question though is what, what else could you tell our listeners now about how to get started on this. How, what did you do? What, what was your first initial thinking of and you know, how do we how do we roll this out? What does it look like? What advice would you give? The first thing is that we recognized that there was a big problem. The problem is the widening gap. Mm. Um, you know, it's the this this is um this is where we're heading. We're trying to reduce the gap of learning. We recognized that the gap was wider than it had been before the pandemic. The second thing was that when we were in lockdown, we didn't need to supervise all the children in the school for the whole time. So we had the opportunity to take a group and say, OK, this group, you come over here and we'll teach you as a group. So what we did is we were, were now able to do that because we were doing it for everybody at the same time. And it's just a it's a mindset to think, actually, I'm going to change the paradigm of what we do, because the paradigm is you'll get a block of children of the same age, you'll put them in a room with the same staff member mm. and you'll teach them all something approaching the same thing. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that there's not differentiation. Of course there is. There's lots of interesting things that happen in our school and in every school. But the possibility of breaking them into completely different groups, um, I'd say was something quite different. And that really excited me. And if that excites other school leaders, then it might be something to try. And I would say, you say, OK, let's just try it for an afternoon. Mm. Try it for an afternoon or for two afternoons or once a week for three weeks, just as a pilot and see how it runs. And if it runs, then try it again for a little bit longer or see which bits worked well. And I think that's what we need to do as a, as a profession. We need to be prepared to challenge the orthodoxy of the day try something else and if it doesn't work then we say okay fine well that's okay we'll try a different thing but if it does work then it might just be that we've made a massive step forward in sort of education pedagogy thanks martin i really very much hope that your talk today has inspired some of our listeners um and they know where to go. They certainly know to look um, at your blog and our website. They can contact me for more information. Um, Martin, will you please come back again soon with another one of these talks? I love talking to you. Um, 
be in touch soon or at least perhaps an update on how you are doing with the whole climate change movement agenda. I say movement for your school because it's more of a movement. You've changed things significantly, haven't you? And I'd love to hear how things are going there in the next um, few weeks and months and anything else you want to share with us would be absolutely wonderful, if that's okay. Absolutely great. Thank you very much for, thank you for having me. Um, and I hope this inspires people to go and try something new. Great. Thank you, Martin. The Askell Primary Leaders Podcast with Tiff Harris.